Hello and welcome to A Cup of Clarity, the place where you'll find insight for intentional living. I'm your host, Jeanette Milian, and I'm here to help you access the clarity within so you can create and live a life you love. Join me and my guests as we discuss a variety of topics that will empower you, inspire you, and touch your heart. So if you're ready to get out of your head and start living life from the inside out, grab your cup, take a sip, and listen in. Hello and welcome, friends. Is it too late in January to still wish you all a happy new year? I'm not sure what the cutoff is for that, but I hope that your January 2023 is off to a wonderful and fulfilling start. And here we are, season three of A Cup of Clarity. I so appreciate that you're here listening to and supporting this podcast. You know, when I launched this podcast on January 21st of 2021, I simply wanted a space to share my insights, my stories, as well as the stories and expertise of my guests on the show. And never did I imagine that in time it would reach people in 71 different countries across the world. And I have to say that it's these statistics that keep me going when, you know, my inner critic starts having its way with my mind and telling me that what I'm doing may not be enough. So times like that, I pause and I remind myself that when we have a powerful intention and we take actions towards that with a humble heart, uh, a heart that wishes to serve, we're rewarded. And I have to say, as I've said before, that I'm humbled and feel so incredibly blessed that I get to be here sharing this space with you all. So at the end of December, I sat alone with my journal in my comfy office chair wrapped up in my throw blanket with a cup of green tea close by. It's a practice I've had for several years now to close off the year that just ended and and gather some clarity about the experiences I had and what each one taught me during the past year. And then I look forward to the incoming year and think about what I want to call in. When I thought about 2023, one of the words that immediately came to mind and I wrote down in my journal was connection. And it's my word for this year. As I get older, I realize just how important feeling and being connected has become in my life. I want to feel more deeply connected to myself, first and foremost, to others, and to the work that I do. One of my favorite authors and teacher, Dr. Brene Brown, you've heard me mention her here before, has some beautiful thoughts about connection in her book, The Gifts of Imperfection. She says that connection is why we're here. It's what gives purpose and meaning to our lives. She defines connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued. When they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from a relationship. Absolutely beautiful. And I tell you, though, that even though I may have needed connection growing up, I actually didn't seek it. Growing up and throughout my 20s and 30s, I was like a lone wolf, so to speak. I kept to myself a lot. I was quiet, shy. I liked confidence. 
and I enjoyed being alone. I now know that I enjoyed being alone. I now know that I was a highly sensitive person. And going to loud parties or events that were crowded didn't interest me that much. When it came to friendship, I always had, but only one or two close friends. As I look back, I now understand the reasons for this. Part of it had to do with how I thought about myself and how I felt about myself. I know I had a low self-esteem and believed I wasn't good enough. I believed I didn't fit in with the larger, say more popular groups. I see now how this independence really was a way to cope and keep myself safe, safe from judgment, rejection, criticism, or just simply being bothered. I was very concerned with the external world in my younger days, very concerned with what people were thinking or doing or feeling. And one of the things that I'm not proud of, but I recognize after doing a lot of the inner work was that I turned to controlling. And this was a hard and uncomfortable truth I had to face that, you know, growing up that in large groups with many people, it was harder to control how I was perceived. And as I've mentioned here on the podcast in previous episodes, I also didn't do vulnerability. I didn't truly allow others in for fear that they wouldn't like what they saw. And that was a powerful aha for me. What I've learned now is that we are all wired with a primal drive for belonging. Our well-being depends on it. So this need unconsciously what it does is it drives our day-to-day -day behaviors, how we perceive situations, and it may also drive our actions and our choices because, in essence, we're all just trying to keep ourselves safe from rejection. It's just part of the human condition. Now in my 50s, I see connection from a different and deeper place. I desire true, authentic connections and with more than just one or two people. I now see how each person that comes into my life brings something that enhances my life in one small or big way. I now also understand that being vulnerable is a sign of courage and strength and that allowing others to see the real me is a gift. Another thing I learned was that in order to create the deep connection to others that I desired, I had to first cultivate that with myself. I've learned that the most profound relationship that we can have in this lifetime is the relationship we have with ourselves. It's the foundation of all others that we have in our lives. The more deeply we are connected to ourselves, the greater our capacity connect with others. And this means being in touch with what's happening within us. The more present we are with ourselves in this way, the more present we can be with another. You see, by cultivating this sense of connection with who we are, when we peel back the layers of the stories, expectations, and external beliefs, we're able to reclaim this sense of self and share these gifts and talents more unapologetically. So as it would have it about three years ago during the COVID shutdown, I realized that I had some work to do when it came to how I loved, accepted, and showed up for myself. It's been a beautiful journey and part of what I wanted to share with you on this epi episode is 
some of the practices I use to deepen my connection to myself. And part of that, of course, started with awareness, with clarity. I began to make a conscious effort to pay attention in a more focused and mindful way to how I spoke to myself, how I was taking care of myself, and how I saw myself. Know that to be connected to yourself means to be attentive and attuned to what's going on inside of you. When I did this, the results surprised me. I noticed how, at times, I was incredibly hard on myself. I focused on what went wrong, where I failed, and what I should have accomplished based on this you know, self-imposed timeline. The expectations I had set out for myself were somewhat unrealistic and were keeping me stuck. So I want to remind you that when we're consciously and continuously focusing on this gap between where we are and where we want to be, it's very challenging to have a loving and supporting relationship with ourselves. And to create that loving and supporting relationship, I turned to my journaling practice, using it as a way to uncover what was buried within I asked myself several powerful questions that I want to share with you today. And the first one is, what am I grateful for? And I know this seems like a simple one. I'm sure you've heard so much about gratitude. But I want to really remind you that there is such power in gratitude. Journaling about what I was grateful for helped me to see what was working, what I had, what brought me joy. And in doing this, I was powerfully affirming the abundance instead of the lack. See, the beauty of gratitude and having a gratitude practice is that it literally trains your mind to see the good. So you will find that after doing it regularly that you become more aware of gratitude in the moment and your whole life will start to be filled with these micro moments that make you feel thankful. Another question I often asked myself was, how do you feel right now? This was an important question for me personally because for many years, I was stuck in my head a lot. Perhaps you can relate. I was an overthinker. I overanalyzed everything. I realized that I had to get out of my head and start dropping into my body. We are feeling beings and I wasn't really living up to that. So I would sit quietly and notice my feelings, as well as I learned to name them. It sometimes took a little digging to get to the truth, but when I unlock that, it shed light on the things that were trying to get my attention. One important thing I want to point out here is that I simply allowed what came up to come up. I didn't judge it, and I used this time to provide myself with the compassion that I needed. And this next question I found to be very powerful because I've always been a giver, helper, and that made me more concerned for how others were feeling and more concerned about what they needed instead of what I needed. So the question of what do I need at this moment or time in my life was really an insightful one. By asking myself this question, I was showing myself that I was worthy of having my needs met. It also provided me with the insight that I could count on myself 
to meet my own needs. I didn't need the validation from others. I had the power to validate myself and recognize that. And the final question, what is the truth that I seek? What do I need to get honest with myself about? Oof, this was a tough one. I was often in my head in to me mode, meaning that many a times I blamed others in the world for how I was feeling or for what was going on in my life. And I had to get very honest with myself and see that I had a starring role in this thing called the movie of my life. I had to come face to face with the fact that my thinking, which drove my emotions, which drove my actions, were keeping me from the life that I wanted to live. I had to sit with and unpack the stories I was telling myself and truly start to see the patterns that were causing me to suffer. So with a lot of love and a lot of compassion, I wrote the truth about what needed to change. And as you know, change doesn't happen overnight. Change is a choice. I had many falls and setbacks along the way, but thankfully, I was aware enough and committed enough to the process to get up and keep going. If a journal practice is something you've contemplated but haven't started, I encourage you to try it as a way to become more intimate with what's in your heart and what your soul is trying to tell you. Another practice I engaged in was establishing a morning ritual. And this became a non-negotiable for me. I used this morning time to meditate and connect to my body through stretching and movement. This starting my day in silence and solitude helped me practice emptying my mind of the chatter that so often happens right when we get up. It just automatically starts. And instead, I got curious about the ways that my mind and my body responded when the, the difficult thoughts and emotions came up. I took this precious quiet time to get to know myself more deeply and truthfully. I got curious about whatever experience came up in my awareness. I welcomed the comfortable and I welcomed the uncomfortable as a way to grow and expand and heal. I also revisited a powerful practice by author, teacher, and founder of Hay House Publishing, Louise Hay, from her book, You Can Heal Your Life, and the power is within you, and it's called mirror work. I want to say I've mentioned it in a previous episode, but it's so powerful I'm going to mention it once again. Mirror work is a wonderful way to cultivate self-love. And it's the act of looking at yourself in the mirror, and I mean really looking deep into your eyes each day and repeating affirmations out loud. Louise says that all of your self-talk the dialogue in your head is a stream of affirmations. And these affirmations are messages to your subconscious that establish habitual ways of thinking and behaving. So positive affirmations plant healing thoughts and ideas that support you in developing self-confidence and self-esteem. And they create peace of mind and inner joy. She goes on to say that the most powerful affirmations are those you say out loud when you're in front of a mirror. So give this exercise a try by writing down five to six affirmations about 
what you love about yourself. And each morning, just take three minutes to look into your eyes and recite them one by one. This is like becoming your own cheerleader. It leaves you feeling empowered. And over time, the affirmations will begin to rewire and reprogram your thinking and shift your energy of how you feel about yourself. Now, one of the last things I want to share with you of how I cultivated a deeper connection to myself was really examining how I was taking care of myself and how I was showing myself love. As life would have it, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease in December of 2021, which forced me to prioritize my physical health. I had to drastically change my diet. And so what I did during this time was find amazing healthy recipes. And I decided to look at cooking for myself as an act of love, as an act of nourishing myself from the inside out. I started to work out regularly and got really serious about it and connected more deeply to my body and really paid attention to how I felt. There were days I bought flowers for myself and placed them in a beautiful vase where I could see them every day. It was usually my office since I worked there for several hours a day. I would also treat myself to little Soto getaways, which provided me time to think, to rest, and to enjoy nature, which I love. And what I see now that as I deepened my connection to myself, I trusted myself more. I listened to my intuition more and I followed where it was leading me. These last three years have been a journey back home to myself. I learned to step towards myself instead of running away. And I feel that all this exploring of my internal world has brought me to a greater understanding of who I am. And I feel that in doing that, it allows me to show up more intentionally in this world and to serve in this work that I do, not just here on the podcast, but as a speaker and as a, as a life coach in my workshops and courses to serve in a more profound way. So if you want to spend your life in a way that makes sense for you, if you want to live your own journey, then begin to cultivate a stronger connection to yourself. And like everything else, you start small. But by putting self-connection first, you're going to make the choices that will keep you on your path. And you'll enjoy more confidence. You're going to feel more at peace. You're going to receive more insights and have better relationships. And perhaps the best of all, you're going to believe in and trust in yourself and love yourself in a more deeply incredible way. So if you find yourself wanting to create a deeper connection to yourself, to others, and your purpose or the work that you do, go ahead and set up a free 30-minute GPS guided personal strategy session with me by visiting the link on my Instagram bio. You can find me there at Jeanette Million Coaching and we can talk about where you're at and, and get you going in this journey. You can also join me as well and other like-minded women for my new monthly Clarity Connection sessions, which are going to take place virtually the first Wednesday of every month. This is a wonderful way to check in with yourself and gain some clarity on your life as well as your well-being. And you can register today by clicking the Clarity Connection link in my Instagram bio. First one uh, will be starting on February 1st, 2023. 
I hope this episode sparked the insight within and provided you with the tools to deepen the connection you have to yourself. And if you find that this podcast offers you something valuable, I'd love for you to take a moment to rate it and write a quick review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It, it truly helps. Until next time, I send you love and light. May your cup be full and overflowing. <laughs>